0: Our grog. Hey, everyone. It's the Cider Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, and Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. We're a podcast about the archers, and uh, this week I wish we weren't. Uh, Matthew seemed to have enjoyed it a lot, but I had a really hard time. Kerry, where did you sit?
1: I think I'm betwixt the two of you, really. It was all right. There was a point today, actually, where I just tweeted, bored. And that was when, <laughs> that was when Tom and Natasha were speaking. They did my head in.
2: Well, what did we think about that? There was a a lot of character reappearance this week, wasn't there? Mm. We had Natasha came back. Um, Toby came back, mm. who and Peter had been pining for that, hadn't he? The I heard of Toby. Uh, someone else that we hadn't heard from. Well, Leonard, Leonard a bit more, yeah, yeah, a bit more Leonard. Unfortunately, he had to get um cornered by Pip.
0: Captain Christmas, he was back.
1: Oh yeah
2: yes i tell you what i mean if people think my kirsty voice is bad there may be bad welsh accents in this episode that sound like i'm from goa in india so i will apologize for that in advance
1: oh you're gonna do impersonations no oh i'm not because pat has a welsh element doesn't she and natasha and philip
2: well natasha she natasha seemed to forget she was welsh for the first scene and then she only became Welsh <laughs> in like scene three, didn't she? I oh, didn't notice episode. that. Yeah, she was a little bit, um, her accent was, was found wanting early on and oh. then she grew into it.
0: I quite like her in as much as she represents me in the scene, my intense boredom to build on Kerry's point with Tom and his business plans and my just total disdain for him. And she just says it all for me out loud.
2: Can we just assume that that whole time that they, Tom and, well, Tom came back last week moaning about the apple crop, didn't he? And no pickers. And Natasha came back this week. I mean, we just have to assume that all this time they've just been arguing, <laughs> like for this throughout lockdown, ever since she stopped helping Kirsty look for the lads on the streets because they had one scene today and they started fighting about everything they always fight about, which is like, why do you always go to your family mm. and tell them your
1: plans before mine? Which is fair enough, isn't it, I think? And Pat was so passive-aggressive over the mackerel pâté, wasn't she?
2: What was the secret ingredient? Capers. And smoked sea salt, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, that you do with the final, what did she call it? Final pulse.
2: Yes, and there was that moment where you felt Natasha wanted to say something and then she was just like,
1: just pushed it.
2: (laughs) And I reckon she just eyeballed her as that Mm -hmm. was happening. Just staring into her soul.
1: It was fe- it was very petty on Pat's part, I thought. Oh, that was lots of peas, wasn't it?
2: Petty Pat. <laughs> it was it was very pate. petty on <laughs> Pat's part producing pate
1: <laughs> without peas. <laughs> <laughs> capers. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know capers were unblossomed roses. That's got to be bollocks, isn't it? No, I looked it up on internet interweb and it's true oh
0: well okay well that's that's yeah. good to know they're tasty aren't they i mean they're, they're, yeah. they're you know sorry i'm <laughs> a controversial comment there but you know i like capers i like capers too put
1: them on your pizza later i maybe. tell you what a
2: good a good tip if you've got like spicy seafood is to blend um mayonnaise a little bit of mango puree and capers together and you get a sweet salty mayo to dip them in
1: oh it's very good, good with
2: prawns yeah
1: Speak whilst we're on the culinary front, because there was quite a bit of food flying around, fish finger sandwiches, um, they had them with ketchup, didn't they? And I think that's abhorrent. hmm Agreed. What about you, Pedro? <laughs> uh
0: I you know, I, I operate a very broad church when it comes to both fish fingers and ketchup. So I think, you know, they, they get that gets a pass. Oh. That's quite nice. What's wrong with it?
1: Mayonnaise all the way.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, um, I like, there's a herby
2: mayonnaise here, which is verging on tartar sauce, but it's not. Mm. And I like buttered bread, Yeah, bit of that tartary sauce mayonnaise. And I tell you what, I'm going to upset some people here. Perhaps a slice of processed cheese.
1: Oh, someone else said that today and I called them a pervert.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, you know, that's not the first time you've labelled me that, Kerry. Not on air. And
1: it has to be white bread, I think.
2: Yeah, it does have mm. to be. I mean, but sometimes it's not always possible because you know you're maintaining to be better than that mm. uh, in your in your in. I was going to say in your wardrobe, <laughs> <laughs> in your cupboard, or your press, as um, Pat <laughs> called it. What do we think about the fact? Just, I mean, obviously, as we're stick, we're opening with the food chat, mm. which I didn't think we were going to do. But no, sorry, happened. no, that's good. Um, they have pate in Wales, apparently.
1: Yeah, whale pate
2: or met yeah possibly <laughs> i was thinking maybe that's why so many welsh people went to the southern tip of latin america because it's patagonia
0: hey everyone it's editing peter here uh and now kerry Warbis will speak for us all
1: shitting hell
0: mm. <laughs> i don't have to f- fucking impress you two
1: <laughs> we've got to remember
0: matty's roots kerry how he ended up here—that's very. So we've only got ourselves to blame. That's very much the crowbar with which he jimmied his way into our hearts.
1: Oh, I love it! I
0: literally
2: came up with that on the bus home, listening to it.
0: Uh, It's—it's it, it, a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought. Also, you said that my roots in that I was born just underneath Wales, so like any Welsh joke is is fair game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can hear the influence of the Welsh accent in 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 Bristolian English. In some parts, yeah, particularly when
2: when you go up towards the forest as well there's a little bit of a twang so there's that too so we yeah Yeah. so the return of the welsh tonight Mm. so we had natasha and we had philip do they do they they what do they represent the welsh people well on the archers i don't think they do
0: i I quite like philip (laughs) oh shut up
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like the way that Natasha was like, it's my, I'm not going to do the voice, but it's like, it's my business. It's my 8,000 maxed out credit cards, Tom. Mm. (laughs) I don't want to be in, you know, swallowed up by a bridge farm. I was like, wouldn't you want to be swallowed up by bridge farm?"
0: I can't remember what we're supposed to think. Because, you know, I, get, I, I frequently say this about Justin. Justin used to be mega wealthy and suddenly he's worried about money and suddenly he's mega wealthy again. So with Natasha, is she, was she pretend successful and then it turns out it was all a house of cards? Or is she... Still successful and she but she plays a bit fast and loose with her finances. Where where is she? I I don't understand because what was the name of her business? Summerfield Lounger or something. I can't something (laughs) nonsensical. Summer Orchard.
1: Yeah. Something fruity, wasn't it? But we didn't ever really actually find out properly, did we? There was lots of circumspect about the debts she had and the shopping that she was doing and he found her bills didn't he on the she she stupidly left them out on the table and but we didn't really find out the full extent of those do you think it was just to bring her
0: down to earth? Because when, she, when we first heard about her, she was this kind of um, mm. Joe Rogan of the supermarkets, kind of like being a kind of Ted lecture maven going around the country. And Tom, Tom was coming back breathless with excitement about all of the, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, the wonderful plans he'd learnt from her. And do you think it was to kind of humanize her and just make her a bit more accessible and sort of like, you know, uh, um, relatable? That she yeah, she was with a few debt problems and stuff
1: yeah probably because she wasn't happy about them living in a pokey little flat and stuff was she either uh yeah. so maybe her having enormous debt helped her just acclimatize herself to that fact
2: yeah he was he was very shocked about it wasn't wasn't he the level of debt she was under but her her perspective was purely business related that's okay to have those debts because mm. it will you know We'll sort it out later.
1: Could you pray see what the pat thing was all about? Because I wasn't really properly paying attention, unfortunately. I was just dreaming of pate.
2: The main issue was that it seemed that Tom was just floating the idea to Natasha. Hey, maybe it's time to move Summer Orchard to Bridge Farm. And then they got all snuggly and kissy. And she was like, oh, I really really turns me on when you're optimistic, which obviously isn't very often <laughs> no. with Tom. So she must get turned on like every 3.7 years. And then unfortunately, Pat walked in and said something really inappropriate, like, oh, is Tom filling you in?
1: Oh, yeah. I remember a bit,
2: that bit. Yeah, very deliberate. And then, you know, but it was like, is he filling you in on his plans? So he'd gone, he would discussed it prior with Pat. And I think it Pat was just there as being a um, a blunt tool mm. To clumsily mention that Tom was already talking about what he should have spoken to Natasha about before okay. he spoke to the parents.
1: Yeah, so she came in, lit the blue touch paper. Yeah, and it was, I, I was
2: expecting a blow up at the end of the scene, mm. but it, it didn't happen. Well, but... no
1: need because they were, she was feeling
0: quite frisky. So, I guess,
2: yeah. Yeah, her mm. summer orchard. Yeah.
0: Sorry, that was absolutely pathetic. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs>
2: yeah you can you can edit both of those bits Oh,
0: patty <laughs> no. um, joke staying in my crap inflatable sextile joke staying in that's the
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so that's that that lot done, isn't it really? There wasn't anything else about Pat and Tom and natasha was there?
0: you have both mentioned in the past how they've kind of had to rejig the structure, of a lot of these storylines to kind of cope with obviously the covid mess from last year, yeah. And and this definitely felt like one of those situations, didn't it? It's like, okay, we've got to bring Tom and Natasha back online. So we need to throw half an episode down the toilet to try and get that done. Because like you, Kerry, I was just, I, you know, I was I was listening to it and not in a kind of cruel way. I was just thinking, mm. why am I wasting my time on this? It's so boring.
1: Yeah, it, that was right at the beginning of the episode, wasn't it? About five minutes in, I think it was like, oh dear, I hope this perks up. And luckily it did because Philip appeared. <laughs>
0: He he is, I mean, so here's the, here's the thing is this goes back to Russ. This goes back to all what we say a thousand times over. He's, he's entertaining. Like, you know, when he when Kirsty's sort of like, you know, washing her hands you know, endlessly, you know, with with guilt and anxiety about Blake. It's, oh, my God, I'm so bored. Or even some people are complaining about Blake this week when you're mm. listening to, to Blake and Harrison. And these are worthy men trying to do good things and, you know, with different, different, different levels of confusion and sort of understanding. But Philip, Philip comes on and both the actor and the writing, it's dynamite.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he totally sounded like everything is normal. I'm just going to chat to you in a very normal, quite jolly way, actually, about, you know, being able to hear the birds and um, the rain the rain, and, you know, mentioned jumpers for some reason. That's uh,
0: fantastic writing, because even if you mm. if you know Kirsty at all, you can see how cleverly manipulative that is. And you could see you can see how Kirsty would be seduced by it or you can see how it sort of uh, it ties into your, your understanding as a listener of Kirstie.
1: Mm. But also what it did was wound her up a lot. You know, I thought she was just going to mess the whole thing up because she was getting too angry. And I thought she was just going to put the phone down. I've had enough. And the whole Blake thing would have been, you know.
2: She did mess it up, I think, because she played into his hands a little bit.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. She has messed up in that way, but I meant just sort of it would just be nothing. Do you know what I mean? I thought she'd just hang up and that would be it, the end of it. But also, no. she might
0: fall for him as well or, you know, start mm. to waver a little bit. Because well, she didn't think... be... well, she had, she had said um, to help me out. Who was it? She had said to maybe Blake, actually. That sometimes, is yes, she said to Blake in the Hyde mm. that sometimes she wakes up in the morning and you know she thinks about Philip and she thinks about why she married him, and she has to remind herself that you yeah. know that was all a you know all a, a, a castle of lies she married
2: him for the jumpers it was obvious
1: <laughs> christmas jumpers probably i
0: do I do like
2: the way you know i mean you mentioned seduction there like were they seduced? I felt like Philip had called like oh eight hundred hide chat <laughs> he just ran <laughs> to someone was like. Was there a great crested grebe out on the lake? Can, oh yeah, and then like Kirsty's going to be like, "There's a blue throated diver. It's migratory, that one." <laughs>
1: yeah, because like, he did say, you're, "You're at the hide, aren't you?" Or something. Yeah, he knew yeah, exactly of, where she was. Yeah, it was all. I of mean, it.
2: you know, back in the in the late nineties or the mid nineties, you'd come home from a club and you'd sit and watch late night TV when there was mm. no cable TV, and you'd see these ads. <laughs>
1: like,
2: I mm. can just imagine oh eight hundred hide chat dot. <laughs> What diver are you looking at?
1: (laughs) Which, by the way, Kirsty was stocking up on snacks to take to the hide because she wanted to do nothing. It's bloody November. Do nothing on your sofa. Well, she was the
2: one that said to Linda, you know, Boxing Day, everyone's going to be sprawled out on their sofa watching Mm. crap TV.
1: Do it now. Yeah, exactly. Why why are you going to the hide? I did like that Linda was pushing for the Boxing Day event and that's purely because christmas eve and christmas day are on friday and saturday aren't they that's more bloody work for us (laughs) yeah but it did seem a bit weird to have a nativity thing after the event was it
2: one of you that i said last week that i missed rain so much that when it rained here for the first time in six weeks i went for a walk in it yeah yeah I i think i might have mentioned that off air didn't i but I can relate to Philip missing rain. <laughs> so he also complained about the smell of the prison. It smells of
1: men and cleaning fluids, which sounds great to me. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you. Perfect but, I mean, combination. <laughs>
2: a man cleaning your house, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Or you just like sit with your feet up having a glass yeah. of wine. There is that is that bind oh, what's it called? Binary oppression. Or binary something. It's where you take something you love and something you hate and you fuse them together as a form of therapy. So if he misses rain that much and he's complaining about the smell, he could just play It's Raining Men and that would get him through the whole process, I think, wouldn't
1: it? Well, that was well crafted, Matthew.
2: (laughs) I must say, all of these things happened in tonight's episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, did they? That you listened on the bus. She's going to go and visit him then, isn't she? And do... Do that horrible thing. Awful, yeah. Sacrificing herself for Blake, but that's going
2: to be great for us because we didn't get to hear the the court. We were robbed of the court scene, weren't we? Yeah. He was, ang- he was angrily taken down. You know, I wanted to hear that, and we didn't mm-hmm, hear it. Mm-hmm. He's clearly still in denial because there was that moment where she said, "Well, every." He said, "If I hadn't said," he basically said, "If I hadn't said anything, everything would still be alright." And she was like, "Well, in your head, it would have been." Yeah. But it isn't all right, is it? So he's still clearly in denial. He's very manipulative, brilliant cal- character. Loving it.
0: He showed his face, didn't he? Because when he tried to manipulate Kirsty, um, was, I was—I think when she went to visit him in person, or was it was it someone else went to visit him, and he tried to—he um, tried to kind of schmooze them. And when it didn't work, he then sort of showed how how rotten he was. It was like the mask fell.
2: It was shula and he ended up calling her a nasty cow yeah (laughs) at that point we were all like come on on, yeah, (laughs) you lovely slave master
0: (laughs) i don't think he's under i don't think he's under any illusions i think he knows i think i don't think he's in denial um but Mm -hmm. you know um i hope not anyway because it's more interesting it's more interesting if he is Mm,
2: i guess he's in denial when it suits him i think no, he's not in denial, is he? I, I'm using the wrong terminology there. He knows exactly what he's doing.
0: Mm. Um, I wasn't trying to be a pedant, Matthew. I, I, I got the point. You. I was just trying to sort of think about the kind of you know what it means to us about you know how he's going to behave. Yeah, um, I, I,
2: he might still think he's a good person. I think yeah. he might still believe that. So there is some denial there in that. Well, that's just um, he's just dis. He's completely disillusioned, isn't he, as to what his role is.
0: It's the difference between speeding on a motorway and speeding in, like you know, like up and down. Like it's like, oh, I'm a great driver. You know, I'm a great driver. I could, you know, I'm. Everyone else needs to follow their follow these rules because they're not as, cl- you know, they're not as uh, coordinated and as quick as I am. Um, it's the, you know, he's he might have that kind of denial where it's kind of like, look, you, know, yes, I operate around the grey areas and I might break a few rules, but I, you know, I I know what's best
1: for people. He did actually sound properly scary, I thought as well. You know when he was going, she she let slip that she'd been dealing with someone else and he went, who is it? Is it Blake? Is it Harrison? And I was like, oh, my God, what's he going to do to them if somehow he's going to sort of take them down with his connections or something? I felt afraid for Blake and Harrison.
0: I thought he sounded excited, but maybe it was both. Maybe he was scary and I thought he sounded kind of energised, like he'd sort of like pounced on an opportunity.
1: A bit like Schuler, feeling all invigorated.
0: Oh God, yeah,
1: nervous and invigorated.
2: Yeah, wasn't it the the suspicion that she had a lover? Oh
1: God, Lillian, which she shut down immediately and said, "What did she say?" Um, oh God, no, it's too much hassle or something. I haven't got time to have a lover called Neil. What are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Why they were sort of popping champagne, weren't they? Immediately after just a sort of half-assed maybe about her yeah. business plan—nonsense, isn't it? Ugh.
0: Yeah, and what, what was what was the business plan? Basically, we'll do the place up.
1: Yeah, it was like we can teach younger children, and we can get professional riders in to um, teach adults who have ambition.
2: She basically said to Justin, "Look." Tories at the front, twats at the back, and you was like, Oh, okay. And they went for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very odd, wasn't it? And Lillian said, Oh, just use a couple of these buzzwords that he loves and you know, it'll all work out fine, and it did.
2: Yeah. It was really got a, got a big old lounge pant teepee, listening to the pitch. <laughs>
0: you can hear the scriptwriters meeting or the sorry not the scriptwriters. that's unfair the so what's it called the editor you can hear the editors meeting where they're like look everything takes place in the bull or it takes place here we need another venue for things to happen it's like someone some church chimes in well there's always the stables and then you know and out falls this plot
1: like a poo dropping out
2: <laughs> i
0: will say though great characterization of
2: justin is that he goes into the bull like he, well, I was going to say like he owns the place. <laughs> yes. But, you know, no pickled onions for Martin. And then, but when he goes up to order the fizz, mm. he doesn't say, excuse me. He goes, Toby, over here. Mm. And I was, I've, you know, having worked in bars, I don't care who you f-ing are. You don't speak to the bar staff like yeah. that, even if you own the place. I bet he clicks his fingers at mm. waiters. Yeah, and that's a true, people say, you know, money doesn't buy
1: class well
2: there you go yeah
1: he he's horrible really horrible i i tweeted that i hoped that the gray man can somehow be justin and that got a lot of likes
0: well we've got the inside track on who the gray man might be we'll have to keep quiet for now but,
1: yeah uh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh <laughs> doesn't like cyclists <laughs> oh nice one uh, yeah they should be off the road they don't pay taxes do they um, uh, but the lounge pant thing, guys, do you have lounge pants, and what the f- are they
0: aren't they aren't they his purple crush for law matching jumpsuits? I tell you what
2: I think lounge pants are mm. I think, and they've crept into h and m during lockdown as a kind of a modern thing for younger people. They are pants that look quite smart at the bottom like pants you could wear to the office trousers Mm. sorry because i do have to explain that pants are trousers (laughs) and what the difference is to my students Mm. and what pants might be if they go to the uk and not to say like if they're invited to a party and just wear pants (laughs) beware
1: um but they have an elasticated waist ah okay so you'd see them on the back of a sunday color supplement yes you remember those ones you used to
2: see and in those in those supplements, exactly that.
1: I wonder if he wears those grey shoes that have Velcro as well. Perhaps that's why they call him the Grey Man.
2: Well, I w- <laughs> the Grey <laughs> Slipper Man. Yeah,
1: I, I did. I did quite hope that they were pants and not trousers. That he that Justin just wanders around the house in lounge undergarments. Ah, you think this is where the
2: confusion came from? Because a lot of UK listeners thought he was just in like his. Y-fronts walking around the house <laughs> that would make a lounge pant teepee all more disturbing
1: wouldn't it <laughs> it would but
2: they do have blue pills in that house we know for a fact because Lillian slipped some to Robert true oh God, um, I, one old. thing I yeah I mean to hate on Justin a little bit more when Kenton said they were cancelling Halloween out of respect for Burr and Justin just went ugh I was like oh. I yeah. mean, I, pe- people might think we were disrespectful for, to Bert last week, mm. but we are fewer we from the outside looking in. Justin's in and he's being horrible about it.
1: Yeah, and he kind of went, well, can't you just do some sort of watered down version of it? And then Kenton said, well, the centrepiece was a whispering graveyard with open coffin. What was yes. it? Had, had they made it out of papier-mâché? Had they hired it? What What size was it? I don't know. a whole graveyard what
2: i don't know but i want to go on it (laughs) and i don't mean to go on the thing in the coffin i want to go on the tour what tour on the whispering graveyard i presume they were going to do some kind of little tour around a graveyard or something
1: oh i thought it was he was he was having an object in the pub to sort of make it halloweeny in there Oh, I don't know. God, no. this is
0: how ridiculous the archers is. Is that we can <laughs> even contemplate these levels of production? I thought they were.
1: I thought
2: there was a whispering graveyard in the pub garden or something like that. Oh right, okay. Well,
1: even so, that's just.
2: Yeah, but it you know under the circumstances, but um, yeah,
1: an open coffin is is pushing it a little, isn't it?
2: Conversely, Lillian got in touch with Roman, didn't she?
1: Yes,
2: to help out Linda. With casting for the mysteries Mm. and she to replace Bert as God. This was the issue, wasn't it? Because obviously Bert is gone, so he's not going to play God anymore. And she was like, Well, she's found an actress, an actor who'd played Mm -hmm. a corpse in Sherlock and Peaky Blind. And I was like, Well, if you're going for method, just get Bert back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is a corpse. Yeah. I know. It was quite good that they were getting a potentially a woman to be God. That was quite elton. Yeah. That's very woke of them, isn't it? Isn't that what happened in um,
2: Tales from the City with Emma Thompson all those years ago? Didn't she play the role of God?
1: Ooh, I don't know.
0: Bit of satire incoming. Looking at the mess of the world, I don't think any woman would be responsible. So God is, probably is a man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> My chest hasn't gone yet. Sorry.
0: I'm going to edit most of the, those coughs out for yeah. the sake of the eardrums, but Kerry basically just dropped a lung on the floor, um, hacking her.
2: While we're doing that, I'm going to take a big swig of wine. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's three weeks now I've had this fucking cough. Did you get a GP appointment? No, I've spoken to one. It's a viral thing. They can't do anything.
2: A regular listener who is a friend of mine has just messaged me to say, Lionel Blair has died.
1: Oh. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: I mean I mean even if you're not a fan of I mean I'm, people we're all of a, we're all old enough that Lionel Blair was a properly famous person on your telly right mm. but I mean you know he he deserves two eulogies one for his life and two for the gift that was just not being a prick about um uh, I'm sorry I haven't a clue um you know who can forget the tears of frustration way way uh, welling up in Lionel's eyes as he failed <laughs> to finish off two gentlemen of Verona in under under 1 minute <laughs> <laughs> All of those, Very good. <laughs> all of those good lines.
2: Also, also, we're dealing with the axis of "Give us a clue" has now gone.
0: Has it gone completely?
2: Well, Una Stubbs and Lionel Lionel Blair. Well, oh, yeah. Um Michael Aspel's still kicking around, isn't he?
0: Can't be. He's made Surely. a pact with someone. He's 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 made a pact with Philip, hasn't he? You know the. <laughs>
2: Was there was there another presenter before Michael Aspel? I seem to think there was.
1: What in the whole oh. world? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. He was the first presenter ever. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I always think of him. Really? And ask Aspel. I bet you don't remember that.
0: Yes, are any of them on your peculiar crush list, Kerry? Aspel or Blair?
1: No. No, I mean, I, know,
0: I mean, it's difficult. You, don't, you you have a type in that they're all sort of strong personality <laughs> men that you sort of have these, um, you know, you lust after. Jay Rayner, uh, Brian. Uh, oh, and my mate, my mate Jay.
2: My mate Jay Rayner.
0: Oh, yeah, your buddy pal. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. well done, Matthew.
2: Well, I don't deserve any of the credit. The credit has to go to Babs, Barbara.
0: But for what, Matthew? For those who don't know. Yeah, go on. Tell Tell everyone the good news.
2: Well, I've been unblocked by Jay Rayner on Twitter. And I was just going to make a really bad joke, then. I'd love to be here.
1: unblocked by Jay
0: Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love to unblock uh, Jay Rayner. I about to, to get be unblocked by Jay Rayner.
1: <laughs> <Jay Rainer. laughs> oh, God. Oh,
2: dear. Oh, dear. But no, just to give credit, mm. um, Barbara, who listens to us in Canada, uh, she did sterling work campaigning Jay. <laughs> I think it was on Monday, on Tuesday night, and he eventually relented and said that I'd sound, I'd sounded so pained mm. that he'd unblocked me, and uh, and then he said, "Don't be a comma, you know." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so a, who knows? He's a good egg, what...
1: you see. Yeah, I
2: have no idea. What honestly, I have no recollection of ever having any. Well, oh, no. there is no recollect any um, record of me ever tweeting him. So who knows what it was. No.
1: Your Mistaken identity. Tweet him all the time
2: now. Terrible shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You'll real regret it soon. <laughs> so, um
0: God is a is now a woman, or maybe actually Michael Aspel could do a good God. But anyway, yeah.
2: Michael Aspel, by the way, is forever famous for me because for having Oliver Reed as a guest in the oh in the mid to late eighties, which I watched that live with my parents, not knowing who Oliver Reed was.
1: Is that the one where he comes on really sort of dancing and taking his jacket off and being very, very, very pissed? He comes on with a a stein
2: and in that stein is a cocktail of some description with his tie tied around his head, Mm Rambo-esque. Yeah. And I remember my dad at that one point was going, in a minute, he's going to put that tie on and say, that is acting. And I remember as even as a kid thinking, no, he's shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not acting. He's <laughs> bollocks.
0: A mate of mine used to live near his big, um, stately, you know, home. That pile he bought—that's why he did all those terrible movies—was to earn the money to try and do this, uh, this big house up. And there's a whole, a whole list of um, Pistol of a Reed stories he told me. But um, the one I liked the most was that every day he put a fiberglass rhinoceros at the front gate of his stately home. Which you'd have to drive past, and every day he would take one lone spadeful of um, horse crap and put it behind the rhino, and then gradually <laughs> over the months it got covered until only the horn came out. It was just under this huge pile of horse shit.
1: That's brilliant.
0: Yeah, just any any. So it says something very good about someone that they would dedicate so much their time to a sight gag or a silly gag like that. Yeah.
2: I think one of those things that's lost these days with the instant nature of the news on the internet is that we no longer see these stories as charming, we see them as shocking. Whereas if we hear about these stories years later or in after-dinner speeches, they're funny, like Richard Harris, Peter O'Toole, Oliver Reed doing these things. Whereas if there was paparazzi following them the whole time and TMZ was reporting on it the next day, it wouldn't have the same... Charm, mm. do you not think?
0: Well, Kerry and I, one of the first things we ever bonded over was the Richard Niven um, book, um something on the moon. Oh, let's, David lasso, The Moon, David. Sorry, yeah, David the Niven. The Moon's yeah.
2: a, the Moon's a the balloon. Moon's a balloon. balloon, yeah. Lasso, sorry, lasso the Moon is the dating, the dating site in Ninety Nine. <laughs> sorry.
1: Yes, and it's also in It's a Wonderful Life,
2: isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's from It's a Wonderful Life, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I've got that book knocking around somewhere because I bought it, um, so that Kerry and I could do a, a little mini book club somewhere, somewhere in my house is, a oh. is the, but anyway, yeah, to your, to your point that that, you know, that book is basically, um, just a, a, a giant request to be canceled. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not about to go on some kind of anti-woke screed, but, um, it, you know, I, it, it's, 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 uh, a it's a more innocent time well not it's a less innocent but more innocent time when you can kind of like you know mm. like you're saying just kind of look back and, and sort of like squint a bit and go oh yes and just laugh along
2: i bought a copy of that book years ago in a second hand shop and it was riddled with some kind of woodworm that had been eating the pages oh that's so nice i don't <laughs> i don't think i kept it for that very reason
1: i read it when i was quite young actually it was on my parents bookshelf it probably shaped me
2: i would recommend anyone To look up on YouTube, Peter O'Toole, best story ever told. And it's about the Dawson Lounge on Dawson Street in Dublin, which was a tiny little bar, which was pretty much a corridor, advertises itself as Dublin's smallest pub. Just look that up.
1: Okay. Maybe we can put a link to that.
0: Talking of bars, we were just talking about... Kenton being bull- hectored by the odious mm. um, Justin, Justin barking orders at um, Toby, and of course I, 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 I sort of startled when I heard Toby's voice back in the bar chatting to Kenton about shifts because that was the that was the original scene, wasn't it? That Toby was going to yeah. be sent home potentially, and then and then of course we hear him at home the next day with, I would argue, the least likable character in the archers, Pip.
1: Yes. She's fit, though. Oh, (laughs) you answered that on a tweet, didn't you? So someone said, um, can anyone name one redeeming characteristic about Pip? And you just went, she's fit. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you? I mean, is she? Yeah. Do we know this? Yeah. Is it in your mind or what's the evidence? The actress. Oh, you've gone all funny, your voice. (laughs) The actress. (laughs) Okay, she, but, she, yeah. but, that, but she
0: she definitely fails. I mean, there's no yeah. amount of attractiveness that you could get past. Even for a one night stand, you couldn't. You couldn't. I mean, you couldn't have sex with Pip. It just wouldn't be possible. I don't know who the male equivalent would be, Carrie. Which personality you need? To, I mean, if you you know Jay Rayner suddenly had I don't know Joe Pasquale's personality or something, <laughs> she might be a very good lover. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just your expectations were massively subverted. Uh, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I she, she would be a bossy lover, wouldn't she? This annoying, hectoring bossy lover.
2: I had a flatmate years ago in Bristol that used to have an expression which was hot but crap. <laughs> it was just like you can't touch them. They're
1: super hot, but no. Nah. Uh, the crap actually can cancel out hotness.
0: She was horrible to Toby.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, I don't.
0: So, Toby, Toby, Toby has. In a world where men have, uh, you know, treated women like crap for millennia, and plenty of men, on finding out they'd knock someone up, would do the absolute bare minimum to be involved. I'd say Toby's point that, like, you know, he, you know, he stuck around. He does his fair number of shifts. He, you know, and that, and the thing that, the, the the thing that keeps me thrown in his face that he took his baby to a to to work so that he could actually do, you know, do fulfill both obligations in his life. I thought I thought that showed her to be a kind of little middle class princess. It's like, no, there's plenty of plenty of people have to do that. You know, I mean, how many times did you go to your parents' work because that's what was needed for childcare?
1: Yeah, for her to bring that up and throw it at him again and say, Oh, with some random blokes, you left the baby with random blokes. It wasn't, was it at all? It's people they knew and Toby was there.
0: Remember your audience, Pip, there are random blokes. We listen Hang to five times a week.
2: Not <laughs> just random blokes. The best two blokes you could leave them mm. with are almost Robert and Jim.
1: Yeah, that's right. I, uh, she was just revolting, wasn't she? Um, I'm trying to make myself some toast, if that's okay with you. And I loved his deadpan. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Um, and then she do, we not,
2: head. do we not? Yeah, and... So basically, Toby has he divulged. I mean, Leonard was the filter in all of this, wasn't it? He? Mm-hmm. he had to deal with Pip first, then he had to deal with Toby. Um, so you know, most of it was him just absorbing Pip's anger.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Toby. I didn't realize she was a complete. F***ing c***. Oh, well. <laughs>
2: i know and then to- and then you know later toby's like well we don't even get to share the benefits of like you know don't even get the benefits of sharing a bed and then it's like oh goodness yeah he's like no i don't i don't mean fucking her i mean like we don't get to cuddle
1: yeah i don't mean fucking her like you and jill
2: <laughs> going out it every night in the chicken yeah, shack
1: we can, we dirty can bastard.
0: <laughs> didn't they didn't they christen uh, the boys caravan of love didn't they take it over they did Mm. The caravan of love sucks.
1: They were down there, weren't they? Oh, dear. But, okay, so Pip was, she was cross because he'd stayed out until 3 a.m. or something and hadn't told her what, and she was like, well, do I have to tell you everything? No, Uh, and I was there in good time and so on. Then she tries to sort of have a go about bread running out and jam running out and why haven't you bought any? It's like, well... He got in at three and it's now 9 a.m. Where was he meant to go and get bread from to replace the slices that had gone? And it reminds me
0: of, of when, and this hap- you know, it happens to everyone, happens all the time, when someone's like, oh, you haven't called me in ages. It's like, yes, on, on my one-way phone. Sorry about that. You know, mm. yeah, you could have called me a twat. Uh, you know, it's, it's, she's, it's, you, you don't just buy, if you're if living in a house, you don't just buy as much as you need. That's why they sell things in litres by the kilogramme. You know, anyway. She's well, an
1: also, if jam runs out, you don't immediately run to the shop to buy another jam, do you?
0: It's also it's also not a human right, you know. Um, they don't start it off, it's like, children in Yemen are going without jam for the fourth day in a row. <laughs> um, just 50p a week could keep them in all the jam they need. It's like, you know, it's jam, Pip, get over it. 50% of children in Yemen
2: hate f***ing Marmite. <laughs> so please help them.
0: Yeah, it's not a Marmite thing in Yemen. But yeah, I mean, I'm not by the obviously not making any fun out of Yemen. Uh, no, that, is something I've, that is something I've got to get involved in, in all seriousness. I watched I was because I've been watching a lot, a lot of Colombo. I've been seeing a lot of um, heart, you know, um, heartstring uh, tugging ads about Yemen and been feeling really quite sick about it but anyway.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's been going on for years, hasn't it? And People mm. should uh, do their own research on that and see how they can donate to it. I've done it in the past. It's terrible
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but what is piff pip's beef is it that she's jealous he's got a life he's not really let let her down ever what is going on
0: because he because he can go out to three o'clock at night and someone will want to go home with him and the only time it's ever happened to her is with him You know, so for the rest of her life, I mean, she she's she's like, oh, I got all these responsibilities. It's like, well, so does he. But he still manages to, you Mm. know, go out and get his leg over or not. Who knows what he did? He might just been genuinely out with a mate. That's the thing. She'd still would have been furious.
2: When she was having a good old whinge to Leonard, you know, when she was, what was it the thing she was saying? Like, you know, oh, it's a long story. It's annoying. There's no bread. He does this. I was waiting for Leonard to just go
1: badger, <laughs>
2: <And> just, <laughs> just hope that that would do the trick in some kind of like learnt pattern behaviour.
1: Oh, and then um, Toby was saying to Leonard, her faults, wasn't he? which was that she, she folds things before she dries them on the radiator and leaves cupboard doors open. I mean, who does that? And Leonard yeah. went, I don't. You went, of course <laughs> you don't, because you're normal.
2: <laughs> she also walks barefoot around the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't yeah. see a problem with that, to be honest. He said that was grim. Well, her feet Ooh. must be minging then.
2: <laughs> Do you think this what? Badger storyline was an, was an in-joke? Because her the actress... The actor's name is Daisy Badger, isn't it? Who plays Pip? Oh, so maybe it was some kind of in-joke that they all used to shout "Badger" when she shows up, and <laughs> then they inserted it into the storyline. Are you
0: suggesting that Daisy's typecast as a hip but odious person?
2: No, I'm not saying that. Mm. I mean, but, I mean, one thing we heard at the very beginning of the week that one of the first things toby mentioned was the loss of trevor and we are bereft aren't we we've we've missed him
0: oh, i i missed that i didn't realize we'd lost trevor he's gone is he
2: yeah he's gone he said that he'd seen um he was talking to kenton saying that he'd seen rex talking to him outside the village shop and um kenton they both kenton and toby just shared another anecdote about how boring trevor was which mm. really got on my nerves yeah uh yeah i mean you the more i thought about it last week after the show they were they were really bad to him weren't they like he was in you know what are the five stages of grief i can't even remember what they are and we're meant to be experiencing we're meant Mm. to aren't we meant to sympathize with the fact that ben is having some grief and that rex is having some grief but Trevor who is the son mm. of the guy who's died Oh, he's a boring
1: i know <laughs> it's it's abysmal will he return for the funeral i wonder
2: i hope so yeah
1: maybe um mm. did you is notice- it going to
2: be like the wedding scene in kill bill is he just going to walk in with a ma- like a machine gun and blow <laughs> everyone down i hope so i was like there i told you about the tramway 48
0: class now i'm <laughs> off <laughs> He was too, he's too good. I mean, hopefully some of the feedback will, you know, have got to them and they'll Mm. realise that he's, and Julian Ryan definitely sounds like he was having a lot of fun doing it. So even if it's just an occasional visit, um, he'd be Mm. very, very welcome. Mm. Who can they pair him up with? Um, Joy?
1: um, Oh, that
0: would be absolutely, he's married though, isn't he? Trevor's married, happily married.
1: Oh, Barbara, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, sandwiches.
2: Wasn't Natasha's ex called Trevor?
0: Well,
1: that'd be funny. Yes, I
0: think you're right. Mm-hmm. No, I can't see. No, I don't think, you know, I don't think Natasha would, um, That you know. Yeah, yeah, I think Joy, that would be lovely. So Trevor's broken hearted. Barbara's left him, comes back to Ambridge to see his, you know, all his buddies. And then, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It might be too much, though. Joy and Trevor in the same scene. I'm not sure I could handle it.
2: Oh, I could.
1: <laughs> yes. Hey, what about Blake and his Stockholm syndrome, where he thinks he's fourteen islands with more than fifty bridges and wears blue and yellow all the time? <laughs> <laughs> now that was shitter than yours, wasn't it? That's, that's some tough. Yeah, but
2: at least at least I laughed, <laughs> Kerry. You just—I mean, Peter's going to have to edit in laughs.
1: I laughed at joke. yours, didn't? Oh no, I didn't. I said shitting hell, didn't I, I think?
0: Yeah, so I, was- I was too, I was, I was knocked onto my heels. I don't know if I, you know, I could, the human <laughs> emotion would be on me. I was kind of just like, Ugh. but uh, yeah, I, mm. the, the whole, the whole Blake thing, I'm, um I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to regenerate my interest in the whole thing. And I'm trying to remind myself, it's almost like a new plot, but I am sort of a bit tired of the whole thing. And I don't really <laughs> care enough. He I'd is like...
2: getting tougher as a character though, isn't he? Because when he went yeah. round to Harrison's in um, later, when he went round to his house in Tuesday's episode, Harrison was clearly waterboarding a suspect <laughs> and he just <laughs> continued to chat to him throughout <laughs> the whole thing.
1: know when he's hosing the orchard tables? <laughs>
2: yeah. but well, also he calls it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but also Blake did say, I don't care what you think, to somebody. I can't remember who it was now. You know, he says he's biting back more, isn't he? Like you say, he is getting a stronger character. I think it's very, yeah. it's very
0: specific to it's very specific to Philip and um, Gavin, though, isn't it? It's like you know, it's when people are jeopardizing. Yeah, they're messing with his because you know um, that's his certainty. That's where mm. you know that's what that's what all of his kind of um, they're his moral compass. No matter he how, said, "If
2: how if you're not is. wearing your uniform, I don't have to talk to you." Didn't he? Yeah, he had that that kind of awareness. Mm.
1: But do you not want to know who the man was who bought him eggs, chips and beans?
2: (laughs) I do, because I'll just go for one day and then do a runner.
0: What? (laughs) Matthew's going to enslave himself just for a free meal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
1: I thought he wanted to sort of dob him in because he'd put beans with the eggs and chips. Oh well yeah that would
2: be that would be a key uh, key reason a to crying. get out of it probably the worst thing that person has done correctly
1: I
0: can't remember I can't remember what it was but I was talking to my lovely wife earlier on and it I, what I was trying to talk about was those kind of uns, those in, those unspoken aesthetics that we that any right thinking person knows but it's almost impossible to describe why it's why it's so and eggs and maybe it maybe the perfect example could have been eggs and baked beans touching mm. right? If you don't understand where that's wrong there is something broken with you.
2: Oh yeah. Bean bean should not be on a fry up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm going to f- upset people out there. They do In not want a ramekin belong. on
0: the side? No.
2: Uh, on a ramekin 400 f- miles away, please. <laughs>
0: yeah i i can i i I don't touch them myself but I sort if of, i can i appreciate the effort of putting them in a ramekin so that you know
2: yeah. I don't eat them at all i i, I don't touch them I, some people use sausages, sausages
1: as a barrier, don't they
0: There's all kinds of techniques, but what we you know what we can definitely say is that it is wrong to have um, baked beans touching oh, eggs, yeah, and it's almost as wrong to enslave lovely men
1: um <laughs> There we go. We've come full circle. Yeah. Um,
0: because you want to make a, you know, a bob or two.
1: But do think I, yeah. Harrison's skating on thin ice, though, isn't he? With this, because he's just fooling Blake. They're uh, lying to him again. Aren't I, they? I bloody hate that sort of behaviour. Yeah, it's all it's all going to go wrong, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, how, how how what's what's the best way of absolutely concretely making sure Blake will never trust us again? Oh, that's right. To do exactly mm. what we're accusing other people of, yeah. maybe not at the same level of consequence, but you know, fundamentally, you know, mm. uh, uh, you know, taking advantage of his good nature yeah. to you know further our own aims.
1: A police officer totally lying to him to get what they want. Great, yeah. well done, Harrison.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it. I mean, this is that's. I think that was the weird thing about this week is the kind of the pendulum swung wildly. Like one minute you could be quite rightly to go back to the beginning of the pod saying, God, this is boring. Natasha and Tom talking about stupid Mm. businesses. And then of course you're then, you know, on the hook of something quite consequential. I am, as I said, trying to, you know, treat it like a new plot. So I can kind of energize myself and I can see the value of Blake as a character. Now that he's starting to come out of his shell before he was for me, my taste a bit one dimensional. Mm. Um, And now he is a bit more kind of like engaging, especially, I mean, the scene with him and Philip will be... I'm talking myself into it really well, quite well now. Um, The scene with him and Philip, when it happens, will be quite something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is something to look forward to. Will that be around Christmas, do we reckon?
2: Well, yeah, we're coming up for the anniversary, aren't we? So it'll be very fitting. Mm -hmm. It'll be
0: something like... It'll be something like um, Blake has brought him a replacement jumper as a kind of, like, rather...
1: Oh yeah,
0: sad attempt to make up, you know, make things up with Philip. And, and Philip, Philip, of course, Philip was has bought him, him
2: a petrol station teddy bear. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> but then, but when Philip completely fails to remember the just this hugely important jumper or something silly like that, yeah. that be the moment the scales fall from his eyes and he realizes how transactional.
1: You know, he'll get really way. angry with him, won't he? I think as well. Philip will get angry with Blake.
0: Yeah, he'll be frustrated, like, you know, he'll, he'll, ha- he'll have some master plan that he wants Blake to fall, you know, fall in line with, and without even realising it, Blake's small time amongst normal people will have kind of um, mm. helped, I'm talking about, not talking about Kenzie and the other, the other guy, but, you know, like, will have helped, he'll have subconsciously absorbed some of that kind of um, uh, um, sense of right, that sense of, um, you know, his own self-determination.
2: Mm. this is ruining all of my predictions that either blake will end up with a part in the mysteries playing god
1: i hoped that as well
2: or that linda will take blake to meet the queen
1: oh yeah all that mbe nonsense
2: yeah Mm. you know he'll be like you know meeting the queen go hello mrs queen Could you get Mr Moss out of prison? He's not West Country, is he? <laughs> you've done that. You've done that in the past Kerry and you've you've infected <sighs> my brain. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that would be so could, good. Yeah, could you get could you get Mr Moss out of prison, Mrs Queen? I know you've been a bit poory recently. For God's sake, please don't croak over Christmas when Matthew's visiting because that'll send the whole country into f***ing insanity.
1: Oh, yes, it could happen, couldn't it? Oh dear! Some
0: of the grouting in one's shower is all nasty and black. One wouldn't
1: <laughs> couldn't pop in there and
0: give it a little scrub, could you? Yeah, because I mean the queen, the queen and slaves. She
2: got
1: a good record. Oh, good one. Yeah. yeah, she's got form. Yeah. Mm.
2: Luckily, Philip's not
1: around anymore. Oh. oh yeah. I, uh, I,
0: d- yeah, diff-
2: different Philip.
0: Yeah, different Philip. The
2: prince.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I mean, I I've got, I had a bit. I had a bit of a soft touch for um, uh, Prince Philip. I mean, he, he was, you know, he was a a very very entertaining man. Obviously, obviously not um, particularly <laughs> particularly correct gentleman, but just purely for entertainment's value, he was quite and, something
2: entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: not not necessarily agreeing with him so much as sort of appreciating his work. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> uh, oh, also. Just before we go, what about Roy getting loads of hits on his dating app, pinging away, that was, wasn't it?
0: Yes, he must be very good looking then
1: because yeah. he's
0: another pip. Like, you know, there you go, Kerry. There's the challenge. Let's say that mm. you've the, 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 the looks of Jay Rayner or Brian Ferry, but with, uh, with um, Roy's personality, did <laughs> you do it?
1: No. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, and um, like Kirsty with Roy and then Kirsty with Philip. It's interesting, isn't it? Her two men. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, I saw some chat on Twitter that um, Roy and Kirsty will get it on on the eve of the divorce settlement. I reckon they'll get it on when she comes back from her prison visit with Philip.
0: Oh, I don't want to hear that. Don't make me hear that.
2: Well, we're not going to hear it, are we?
0: Well, we've heard other stuff. We've heard Ian and Adam. We've heard Jolene and um, what's his chops? Um,
2: You're talking about the shower now? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, there's been lots, of, there've been lots of moments. Oh, we've heard um, Linda and uh, Robert.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I cracked one off to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there was a Brian scene as well, wasn't there, where he was shagging. With Siobhan you know, it,
2: yeah, the, Brian was in the bath with Siobhan wasn't he?
1: oh uh, I thought they were I mean, at it.
2: Well, I mean, she might have been like helping him
1: out a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Kirsty and Roy, they're going to get together at some point.
0: But well, I'm having that week off. I'm not going. I'm not going to be involved in that. Thank you very much.
2: Well, they what? What's their celebrity name? Roysty
1: <laughs> Yeah, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Oh. Make it happen. <laughs>
0: Well, this yeah, this is this. If you want to, um, if you want to get rid of me, start talking to the um, scriptwriter. <laughs> just get lots of uh, Kirsty and Roy action until I'm eventually driven away. Just you know, like, I just fade. That's it our away.
2: ambition to like feed stories to the scriptwriters till you vanish altogether, Peter, <laughs> through
0: disgust. So it's, that that would be an extraordinary act of cowardice, rather than just putting you know, putting <laughs> put your hands in the air and going voting one, two, three. Oh look, you're out. You know,
1: <laughs> we can't <laughs> do that because Pat Brown wants us to do this forever. So the three yeah, Muppets. We... <laughs> yeah.
2: Apparently, yeah. Pat said we can never, uh, we can never turn against each other. Not that we would.
1: Uh, it's all been done before. Yeah.
0: It's not, not original, is it? Yeah. Exactly. No. You can't. You know. You can't lose your virginity twice.
2: It's like the Coven of Witches, isn't it? We know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, this, this is the thing for, 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 for better or worse, for better or worse. That you know, um, we we are all painfully known quantities on and off air um yeah, but, yeah. so we've, we we, I, th- I feel i yeah. feel like we've done a thorough job of getting through what was quite because what we what i said before the show was to you guys was that i thought it was going to be difficult to have a fairly coherent conversation <laughs> about this week because it was all quite bitty i'm not saying we've necessarily done that <laughs> but, um i think we got pretty close
1: yeah i'd agree i'd agree mm, I, don't, not too I, bad. I don't think we missed anything out at all yeah.
2: we lost lionel along the way oh yeah that's oh, yeah. a sad
0: way to find out.
2: I mean, celebrity death informant, my dad has now messaged me to say, Lionel Blair has, I see Lionel Blair has died at 92. Don't know what good that does.
0: I'd love to make your dad a business card with that on it. um, (laughs) Let's make that happen for Christmas.
2: The weird thing is he's beat my mum. My mum is normally before him as celebrity death informant and he's beat her to it. She won't like that.
1: I mean, Lionel Blair was much loved. Twitter will be ablaze with lots of Lionel Blair now.
0: Mm. Yeah, and as I said, I am looking forward to all the. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Clips that will be. I
2: mean, I've had a couple of glasses of wine, but I'm going to put a tap dancing performance in on TikTok right now.
1: Wasn't it? Give us a clue. What did I say? Yes, it was.
0: I'm sorry, I haven't a clue, isn't it?
1: Oh, I no, mean, give us,
2: no. I said, give us a clue. Yeah. Uh, Peter said, give. I, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. I'm sorry I haven't closed the Radio 4 show. Is yeah,
1: well, he did that one where he was drawing, wasn't he? That's, does that give us a clue? That's Tony Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a darling as well. Anyway. Yeah, that,
2: that was all filmed in Bristol, by the way. What was? The Tony Hart stuff. Oh. Morph,
0: etc. Morph mm-hmm. was
2: early Ardman Animations, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was about to say.
1: that's. Yeah. that's I
2: think great. that studio they filmed it was somewhere in the docks in Bristol.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good DNA then in that, in that studio. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: What well, are you guys going to carry on? Are you guys going to have your traditional, I'm going to head off and eat pizza. Are you guys going to have your traditional um, post post pod chat with a glass of wine? No. I'm off to tap dance <laughs> on TikTok. Of course. Oh, of course. Um, d- d- that's it. Matthew's got his big, um, Matthew's going to be mm. having his raucous um, uh, uh, Irish Brazilian bacchanal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm ready for it.
1: I'm going to slope off to bed. I'm having an early night and watch a film. I think.
0: Well, you've got a busy day of doing (laughs) all lined up for you tomorrow, Carrie. Yep. Why wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the movie? Listen. We got any idea? I don't know yet. I'll seek one out. It'll be an old one. I like the old ones. Um, But I was supposed to make a hall tree today. Do you know what that is?
2: Is it a tree that goes hello?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're wonderful. You bastard. Oh, dear. But I didn't do that, so I'm doing that tomorrow. It's weird. a hall tree? It's a bloody thing where you put your coats on and shoes underneath oh. and that sort of thing. Are you talking yeah. about... Yeah, we've got one of those. Mm.
2: I didn't I'm know it was called I'm a hall tree. I'm a duvet but on one right behind me now to kind of
1: stop echo
2: in the spare room. Oh.
1: No, it's not It's not a, um error. It's not an error. It's not an error. Oh, Did right, you okay. not
2: see... Did you not see what was behind us when we were recording in this tiny bedroom? No, I
1: only had eyes for you, Matthew.
2: I know, and my <laughs> knees—you were rubbing them the whole <laughs> bloody time. No, yes, yeah, because the duvet was already in place. That's it was. why. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've got go. one of those multi-pronged. Mm, thank you. <laughs> and and the the whole tree.
1: Mm.
0: Well, good luck with your prongs, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go and um, yeah eat some pizza and with, have a much quieter time.
2: With capers okay. on. Should we say our socials before we forget?
0: Uh, oh, yes, uh, social media. Um, hello at cidershedcom is our email.
1: Twitter is at the cider Shed pod. We've broken the 1,500 uh, followers. That's marvellous. Thank you all so much. Please keep recommending us to your friends.
2: Yeah, and we are on Instagram at the Cider Shed Pod, and we have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, and also go on to iTunes and give us a lovely five-star review, and write some lovely words if you enjoyed it. And uh, write some lovely words even if you didn't enjoy it.
0: That would be great too. Yeah, all <laughs> lies are welcome. Thank you, everyone.
2: <laughs> See you next week. See you. Bye. Hello.